Amen. If you would turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. I am looking forward to getting back to Bolivia in a few weeks. And uh, I'm, if y'all would pray with me about something, we're uh, in the process of building a an apartment for the the pastor, the future pastor of the church, and and the young man that's uh, running the church right now, him and his wife and two kids, and uh, we're excited about that. It looks like they're going to finish maybe about the time we get there, so uh, I would like for them to get done about a week ahead, and they move out of our house and move into that house, but uh, so we don't all have to live together for a short time, but, uh, but anyways, if you would pray with me about that. The Lord's blessed in that. You know, we, we were thinking about building a place. I went and looked at where they were living before, and what it was was just a, a one room. And they had a curtain that kind of blocked off a little bit of the of one part of the, their house. and But it was just one room. That was their kitchen. That was everything. And uh, so in my mind, I, I thought, you know, we could build something like this for pretty cheap, talk to Pastor Hoots about it, and... <clears throat> And then after we got to looking, it costs a little bit more than what, what you think to build a, a place. And I was talking to some of the men over there, and, and they told me, he said, you know, but we're building this for the pastor, future pastor, the, the man of God. I said, we really need to do it right, you know. He's got a couple kids, and uh, we need a couple rooms, and they need, a, they need their kitchen and their own bathroom and all these things. And so they were adding all kinds of things on there, and I... It's it's okay to add things, but when you sometimes you feel like, uh, well, I'll give you an example. There in Bolivia, one time, uh, pastor said, "Men, what do y'all want to do for for the women for uh, Mother's Day?" And they wanted this big meal. And well, several weeks later, they all they all wanted this big meal for the women. Several weeks later, it came. It was getting closer, and the pastor said. Uh, he met with the men again. He said, uh, guys, it looks like we're just going to be having a cake for this service. And and uh, they said, no, I thought we planned out this big meal. He said, we have to pay for the meal. You know, and if, if y'all don't give, you men don't give, then we're not having that meal. We're just having a cake. And uh, And so they ended up giving. My point is, is that, uh, you know, sometimes you make a lot of plans, but if you don't have the money, then... Uh, it's it's more difficult, but I I appreciate them having the attitude of wanting to do the best for that pastor, and the church there, which is not a big church, but the church there, they've already given three thousand dollars towards that, and uh, and then it was going to cost uh, another uh, close to another thousand dollars for the to put in a uh, septic. I didn't think they used them out there. I thought they just ran it to the ditch, but but uh, anyways to to put the septic and all that out there, and so they're raising the money for that. So I'm, I'm excited that they're doing those things, and I appreciate y'all praying for us. First Samuel, it's got an R on it, but it doesn't look like it's been drank. So First Samuel chapter 17, we all know the story of David and Goliath and I want to revisit it tonight and, and just share a few things that the Lord's laid on my heart about it. Uh, we'll start reading in verse 8. 
chapter 17, verse 8. And he stood and, and cried unto the armies of, of Israel and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and ye servants of Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. Now let's skip down to verse 11. It says, When, when Saul... And all Israel heard those words of the Philistines. They were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now let's skip over to verse 23. Having a little difficult time. I should have brought my glasses up here. I'm getting to the to that point where I, I need them. Normally I have an iPad and I don't have it tonight and I blow it up bigger. But um, verse, verse 23, it says... And as he talked with, with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the, of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words. And David heard them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, and were, and were sore afraid. Then, uh, you know, and just thinking about these things that God's people or the, the, the Israelites, they were, they were afraid. I thought about how now, the present time in our life, how there's so many people afraid of the things that are, th- I mean, just of the political situation, of the virus, of, of all kinds of things. Uh, God's people are afraid today. And, uh, Anyways, it says that all of them were afraid. Let's skip down to uh, verse 29. It says, And David said, What have not I... uh, I'm sorry. What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And then he goes on and he says, You know, he volunteers to, to jump in and take on Goliath. And in verse... Um, let me see, in verse 33, I believe, in verse 33, it says, And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart uh, fail because of him. They, uh, thy servant will go and fight with the Philistine." And Saul, we're in verse 33, I'm sorry, I went. uh, And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from, from his youth. And then if you go down a little bit further in verse 37, we won't read it, but, but, uh, there, David is saying, you know, he will he will deliver me out of the the hand of the uh, the giant, like he delivered me out of the hand of the lion and out of the bear, and uh, and he makes the statement, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. So there was a lot of confidence in the things that the uh, 
the direction that David was going, the decisions that he was making, the things that he heard, and he just stood up because there was a cause, and and uh, and he said he's, he had all confidence that God was in the Israelites winning this war and or this battle, and and so. Uh, Tonight I want to talk to you, we're going to read some more verses in just a minute after I pray, but tonight I want to talk to you about what faith can do, what faith can do. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you again for tonight. Lord, I just thank you for the privilege to have this opportunity to uh, share your word with your people. God, I love you tonight. Thank you for your son Jesus that died on the cross and rose from the dead to give us the uh, opportunity to have salvation. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you so much for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What can faith do? You know, the Bible says in, in uh, Hebrews eleven six it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he is a re- uh, for he that uh, cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, faith is knowing what you hope for is a sure thing. Knowing what you hope for is a sure thing. Faith is when God is enough. Uh, what what can faith do? Let's let's look in uh, in verse forty five now in the same chapter, verse forty five. says, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with, with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, for God of the, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beast of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands." One thing I want you to know tonight, faith will block out fear in our life. When you, when you trust God, you are stepping out by faith. You're, you're uh, trusting in His Word. You know, I think of uh, uh, how Elijah, when God uh, spoke to Elijah and sent him to the brook Cherith there over in uh, 1 Kings 17, verse 8 and 9, he sent him, or, or before that, he sent him to the brook Cherith and then uh, and then he uh, moved him to the to the uh, town of Zarephath and to meet the widow woman. All that was God's leading. And David, I mean, I'm sorry, at that time, that was, uh, Elijah, he was just following. He was just following the 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 leading of God, just just like we do in in many circumstances of our life, just following the lead, leading of the Lord trying to to uh, make the right decisions, go the right way, and, and do what God would have us do. But faith blocks out fear. 
And the statement that I said earlier is that how many Christians nowadays are, are just uh, in the state of fear of the unknown. What's going to happen this year in 2021 uh, with, with uh, uh, maybe the president that we have, with the Congress that we have, with the, you know, just the things that are unknown, the, the virus and all these things. And I always hear people talking about, well, you know, uh, now they're talking about the... the the uh what is it the vaccine and that you have that maybe it'll get to the point where you have to have a, a a passport vaccine and all these things we've got all these different things that bring fear in our life when we could just trust in the word of god and and push those sides uh, those fears aside like david did because faith blocks out fear faith blocks out fear think about whenever you made a Faith promise commitment, I believe it was in, in October, uh, uh, made a faith promise commitment. It's fearful to make a, a decision to step out by faith. God, I want to do this for you this year. God, would you allow me to do this? And he gives you the okay and you step out. That is fearful. But after this, the decision is made, you can, you can, uh, uh, you don't have to fear it because God is bigger than the decision that you made. God is, God is, uh, 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 when we put our faith in Him, we're trusting in Him and the things that He can do and not the things that we can do. You know, a lot of, uh, God calls our name and we say, oh no, what does He want now? You know, uh, 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 where do you want me to go now? What do you want me to do now? Sometimes we, we just want to keep our ears closed to the things that, that God's saying and, and just, just leave me alone in my little bubble. I'm doing well. Don't, don't disrupt it. But God wants the church to step out by faith. Amen. God wants us to, to, uh, to live by faith. The Bible, one of the verses I read in, uh, Hebrews 11, 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God or to please Him. You know, and talking about God. It is impossible to please God. What are you trusting Him for this year? And, and there's, there's a lot of things that we could just trust Him day by day that no matter what the news says, no matter what, uh, the direction our country's going, He's got it all under control. And, uh, and, and we as Christians can live with joy and peace in our heart because we're trusting in God and not trusting in the United States of America, not trusting in uh, uh, the government, not trusting in uh, other people. We're trusting in God. And David, as a young man, he had learned some things, and, and to me it's exciting to see him uh, uh, amongst all these other great warriors and him saying, I'll do it. I'll take the job. And, uh, and faith blocks out fear. Faith blocks out fear. You know, I, I remember as a little boy, and, you know, you get your kids, or even with my kids, I, I've got my kids, you know, you set them on the table and you tell them to jump, and they don't even think about, well, there's a, that's a long ways down. That's three feet down from the table. I'm, I may hurt myself if I jump off there. A lot of times they just jump off the table into your arms because they have faith in you. I remember as a little boy, I was on uh, uh, my dad's house and and uh, over there in Splendor, and I remember he was doing some work up there, and he took the he went down the ladder and he took the ladder away, and I was just sitting on the edge of the house, and 
and he, he told me to jump. It wasn't that far, and, and really, I didn't even really think about it. I just kind of scooted off the edge of the house and landed in his arms. But, you know, if uh, the same circumstance was uh, today, if I was on the house, he took the ladder down, and he said, hey, just jump, I'll catch you. I would have second thoughts, you know. I would think, uh, I don't, that, doesn't, that doesn't seem like that's a smart thing to do. But as a kid, I just, you know, I just believe he could. You know, my dad, to me, was one of the ones that I, I could tell the other kids in the church, my dad could whoop your dad. And, uh, you know, I just felt that way about my dad, that he, that, uh, he was going to take care of us and he was going to uh, uh, be the man that, that we needed in our home and those things. <clears throat> But now, I would question that, jumping off the roof and landing in his arms and that he could catch me. You know, isn't it funny, as a young Christian, a lot of times we have more faith sometimes than uh, an older Christian begins to weigh out everything. Sometimes a young Christian just says, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. God, if that's... And, and sometimes we as older Christians, we want to discourage them. You know, we want to tell them, Hey, wait a minute. That, you, man, you're taking off a little more than you can chew or, or, you know, discourage them in their decision. But they're just excited about serving the Lord. They just want to, to, uh, to step out by faith. But as an older Christian, many times we, we look like Israel was looking at that giant and they were, they weren't, they weren't thinking about God being on their side. They were thinking about that guy's a big guy. You know, and we look at the, the, the situation in the United States right now and we think these are some serious problems. These are, these are much bigger than I thought we would ever get to. These are big problems. And we, we, uh, we have a hard time just uh, pushing that fear away and trusting in the Lord. Cause it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if person Persecution comes, hard times come, God is still in control. Number two, faith relies on facts. Faith relies on facts. In verse 47, it says, And, and all the assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. You know, I believe David was just saying, this is not my battle to fight. You know, we stay sometimes so busy trying to do jobs that aren't even our job to do. Many churches can't accomplish the Great Commission reaching others for Christ because they're so busy trying to fight all these battles in their life. Trying to fight all these giants in their life and, and, and they're weighted down by all these things. They're weighted down by all the cares of the world and, 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 uh, and just life. Faith relies on facts. I think he, he said, you know, the battle is the Lord's. The battle that we're in today, the, 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 the persecution that, is, that is, is maybe coming towards the church, the battle is the Lord's. You know, Kenneth Elsie can't change it, 
God has all power. God has all power. And, and uh, you know, I mean, we rely on things that, that are factual in the Bible, and we have faith in those things like John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, uh, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is fact or fiction. It's a fact. And we rely on that fact. I don't have to worry about hell because I rely on a fact that God said if I put my trust and my faith in Jesus Christ and, and, and uh, yield my life to Him and, and ask Him to forgive me of my sin, you know what? The Bible says that He'll save me. Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. doesn't say you might be saved. It says you shall be saved. Is that a fact? Or is that fiction? That's a fact. We don't have to be fearful if we're saved one day and lost the next day. You can stand on the Word of God and, and, and have that trust. And you know what? It amazes me that we do trust in the Word of God when it talks about salvation most of the time. This is not my battle. I don't understand. I still fail every day. I still, I I can't win this battle. You know what? God, Jesus won that battle on the cross. Just relying on facts. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Do we believe that? Yeah, we believe that. You know, the Bible also talks about in uh, giving in, in Luke 6, verse uh, 38, it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Is that fact or fiction? That's a fact. You can stand on that fact. The Bible says if I, if I give, God's going to give back. God's going to give back. God's going to, God's, uh, uh, you know, it says good measure. That means a lot. Amen? Or in my mind, that's what it means. <clears throat> Press down, shaking together, running over. What is running over? More than you can handle. Who's in that place tonight? Just relying on what the Word of God says. Just when God says give, you give. When God speaks to your heart about uh, uh, testifying to another person, you testify to that person. Why? Because you stand on His Word. His Word won't come back void. You say, well, that person don't want to hear what I have. But when God... His Spirit moves us to talk to someone else. We have to stand on His Word. That He has a purpose for that. Whether it be that they get saved that day or later in the future or maybe one day before they stand before Him and before He casts them into hell, He can say, you had that opportunity to accept Me. Faith relies on facts. Number three, faith claims the victory. 
in verse 46, at the very end of that verse, it says that all... I'm sorry, at the beginning there, it says, This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. David was speaking with confidence. He, you know, a lot of times when we speak to other people, we're so unsure of the future. But in reality, we can speak with confidence that we are going to be victorious. You know, we may win, I mean, we may lose some some battles here, but in the end, we're going to be victorious. Amen? And, and uh, faith claims the victory. I, I believe that David was just saying, you know, it doesn't matter what happens down there. God is going to be victorious today. And no matter what happens tomorrow morning, no matter what happens this week, no matter what happens this year, God is going to be victorious. It's not our battle. It's God's battle. You know, Abraham, in Hebrews 11, 17, you don't have to turn there, it says, by faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. That was the son that was promised to him. That was the son that that had so much promise in the future that God was going to do so much with. How can, how can I follow God and, and all these things come to pass that He promised? He told me to take my son's life. Abraham just was obedient. He didn't have to have it figured out. He just, he was just obedient and he, I believe he was Not knowing the ending there, he knew that God was going to get the victory because God was was leading him. Noah and the ark. Building the ark and... You know, there's a lot of uncertainty. Sometimes when God leads us, there's uncertainty. Daniel and the lion's den. You know, as he was praying and and he was he was thinking, do I change my my way of praying that I've done for? I mean, this is what I do. I pray three times a day, and I and I pray in the window, and and this is just how I do it. And and do I change? I think the church is to the point of saying, do we change? Should we change just just to you know we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, 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 quit believing in God but but maybe we should just back down a little bit so we won't be persecuted you know that's what Daniel he could have he could have just went along with the flow he could have prayed in private but he said no I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna continue to do what God has asked me to do. And I'm going to claim victory in it. He was going to go to his death, but claiming victory. Lastly tonight, faith causes God to get the glory. 
verse 46 at the, at the end there, it says, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. That all the earth may know that there's a God in Israel. You know, let's, let's turn over to Psalms chapter 40. You know, I think David could say those things in, uh, with confidence is because it wasn't about David. It was about God. You, you get the, the, the statement that he just made there that all the earth may know that there's a God in Israel. The things that I'm doing is to glorify God. It's not about me. And I think that's, that was the, that was his faith in God and he was moving forward and, 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 and God blesses that. Psalms chapter 40. Verse 1 it says, I waited, patient, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me, uh, he brought me also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. You know, I, I think that that was, David's, that was David's mindset. Guys, if we back down from that giant there, we're going to give God a bad name. And folks, if we back down, if we, we begin to say, well, we're going to lower our standard, what we preach, what we do. If we say we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to be who we are because of the things that are going on in this world right now. God's not, people are not going to see the God of New Caney, Texas. People are not going to see the God of the United States. You know, there's a lot of countries that look at this country and they think highly of this country and, and, and they have reason to think highly of this country. It was built around God. But it seems like we, we, we continue to bend and we continue to bend and we continue to bend. If the Christians could just stand up you know, David had all, all reason to be fearful. He wasn't, the, he wasn't the warrior that that man was. But that man didn't have the God that David had. We are nobody to this world. But they don't have what we have. And if we could just stand up on what the Word of God says, if we could just claim the victory, I think God would be glorified and people would come to know Him because of our faith. Let's pray. Lord, I thank You again for tonight. God, I thank You for this great church. God, I pray that you would help us.
to stand for you. God, that we may, in difficult times, just keep our eyes fixed on you. God, I love you tonight. Thank you for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.